morning prayer. God bless you today. I am just going to make sure that we are good. We are. All right. Welcome in this morning. Let me pull up my right post here. Glory to God. Good evening, Maricon. God bless you today. Thank you for joining us. Hallelujah. All right. I think we're good. I think our volume is good. Uh, it is uh, Tuesday, right? Tuesday, the 13th of December. And uh, time is just speeding by. <laughs> time is just going by so fast. And so... Uh, we're grateful to the Lord for all that he's doing. We're grateful for this month that we're in. We're grateful for his provision. Amen. His peace that's always with us. Hallelujah. His joy. Hallelujah. We've got the joy of the Lord. That's our strength. Amen. Good morning, I, uh, Ivan. God bless you. Happy Tuesday to you today. Thank God for his love and his grace. Amen. Uh, as you come in, just say hello. We'll greet you. Praise God. Uh, we are going before the Lord today in prayer. I'm just pulling up my uh, scripture here. Hallelujah. All right. And so uh, we're going to go before him in prayer this morning, and we're going to uh, set ourselves, uh, set time aside for him. Amen. And every time we do this, we connect our heart with what we're doing. Good morning, Linwood. God bless you today. Thank you for joining us. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm looking at... Uh, Psalm chapter 50, I'm just going to bring that up, Psalm chapter 50 and verse 23. And if you grew up in the church as I did, uh, we sang this song back in the day. And I'm going to read it out of the translation that the song was written in. Good morning, Donna. God bless you today. So in Psalm 50 verse 23, it says, Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me, and to him that ordereth his conversation aright, will I show the salvation of God. Uh, anyone remember that song? Uh, it went, Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me, Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me, and to him that ordereth this conversation aright, will I show the salvation of God. <laughs> yeah, we used to do that back in the early 80s, I want to say. That was a song we used to do back then. And uh, on Sunday morning in service, this song came up in my heart. Uh, and I, I forget what part of the service. It was either towards the end or towards when we were ministering to folks. Um, but that, that part of the verse said, to him that ordereth his conversation aright, will I show the salvation of God. And um, I don't know, that scripture has just been with me since. And so this morning I'm like, okay, let's just go ahead and get the hint <laughs> and let's just kind of look it up. And I don't have time to go into everything about it, but this is what I'll say. That uh, ordereth his conversation. In verses 16 to 22 of Psalm 50, you'll see that the Lord is addressing the words uh, that the wicked were saying, and they were actually praising him and, and giving offerings to him. But then he talked about uh, their actions, their behaviors. Uh, they, they talked about uh, how, uh, okay, so they were doing this and this, but they were aligning themselves 
themselves to the wrong individuals and the wrong actions. And it reminds me of the verse in Matthew chapter 15 and 18 that says, or 15 and 8 and 9, that says, they drew near to me with their lips, what they said. They were doing the right thing in terms of showing up and giving offerings, you know, and the sacrifices of praise and worship, but their hearts were far from me. And he said, and so it was pointless. It was fruitless. It was for not it. Their worship was for not because they were doing it religiously and their heart was not connected because God requires our heart. Why? Because faith is of the heart in Hebrews 11. It tells us to come to God. We have to believe that he is, that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And it says without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith is required to come to God. And so our hearts have to be attached to how we come to him. Well, that's what we see in Psalm chapter 50, but then he gets down to verse 23 and he says to the individual who offers praise, he glorifies. And another translation says he honors me. And then it says to him that ordereth, it doesn't say to him that God orders. Cause a lot of people think, oh, well, you know, God does everything and I'm just a willing vessel. Just pull me here and pull me there. That's not how it works with the Lord. You have to be willing, but then there's a second part to it. Obedient to be obedient is an act and it's an act that's connected to your heart. And so willingness is a willing, I choose to do this. It's, you know, I am willing. Okay, Lord, I'm willing. That's fine. You're willing, but then are you obedient? Are you actually doing it? Are you following up that willingness with actions that show you're obedient? And so that's on us to do. God doesn't make us obedient. Love does not make someone do something. Love gives us a choice and that's what he's done. So it says here, the person who chooses the person who chooses, uh, here's how it's translated. He who places his way, who has turned his way or who has changed his course. And that word conversation is a way or manner of life. It includes words, but it is a way or he's uh, a manner of life. He lives orderly, not disorderly as the wicked does. Uh, the wicked lives disorderly. They're opposed to order, especially to God's divine order. But those who choose to live orderly, that's what it's talking about there. It talks about he disposes his way or prepares or plans his way, who is attentive to his going, who seeks to walk in the right path. That's what that ordereth is. Uh, that's what it's talking about. He who orders his conversation, right? Uh, Ephesians five, and we're not going to go there. If you read Ephesians five verse six to 20, this is a picture of an individual who orders his conversation aright. And uh, it says that those individuals who do that, they don't just quote the word. They don't just religiously do what the word says, but their heart is connected to it and they order their way. It says, the Lord says, I make him to see or enjoy my salvation. And what that means is I'll instruct him further in my ways of salvation and he'll know it by experience. 
Not just to say I'm saved, but the Lord will instruct us further in our self and his salvation, what it means. And we'll experience that more in our lives. If we'll do this part of it, not just from time to time, it says it's eternal salvation. So we won't just enjoy his eternal salvation from time to time. Uh, we'll, we'll enjoy it and then we'll uh, drift away from it and then we'll enjoy it. No, it says that we'll enjoy. He'll make us to see, he'll instruct us further in his salvation and we'll possess it. will possess it. And that's what eternal life, doing life the way God does life, having his life. Good morning, Jean. That's what that means. That's what this verse in Psalm chapter 50 verse 23 means. Uh, and so this is, a. Uh, such an exciting verse for us, uh, because we don't have to stop and we don't have to have salvation and then just stop there and that's it. Okay. I'm saved and that's it. No. Uh, when we order our conversation or our way, when we prepare and plan to walk the path, he can instruct us further in his salvation. And the more I'm instructed further in his salvation, the more I'll possess it. Amen. Yesterday we talked about our belief system. I said, our beliefs drive our behavior. And from the time we're children, you, you, you realize that from the time we're children, our belief system is not yet formed when we're children in our formidable years. You know, when a child can start understanding that's when his belief system is being formed. That's when our belief system was starting to be formed and, and how that happens is by what people say around us. That's why it's so important for us as parents and grandparents and those who are around children. Uh, the things we say, our actions, our beliefs, those things, uh, that starts, the, the, it starts affecting a child and our, their a belief system begins to be formed. Their perspective in life is formed by the experience they, experiences they have, by the things they see by the things they hear. And so as we grow, a lot of the beliefs that we have, uh, don't serve us anymore. Think about a child. It's Christmas time. Children believe, you know, some children are raised to believe that there's Santa Claus. Now, if your child is with you, uh, you know, hold their ears, spoiler alert, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe mute me for a few minutes. Uh, but you know, they believe there's a Santa Claus and everything they do is around that. That's their perspective. And it gives them joy and, and, and excitement during Christmas. But as they get older, that belief doesn't serve them anymore, right? That belief no longer serves them because they find out, wait a minute, wait a minute. I saw mom putting my gifts under the tree or I saw dad put my, oh, okay. And there may be some disappointment and some sadness, right? But that, but that belief doesn't serve them. Why? Cause they've grown up a bit and that belief doesn't serve them. Well, we have beliefs that don't serve us at periods of, in periods and times of our life that we have to let go of. And the good thing is we can just as a child can let go of that belief that doesn't serve them. We as adults can do the same. That's the process of renewing our mind. Science has caught up with that and they call it rewiring your brain. We can do that. That's possible. Every neuroscientist has programs on how to rewire your brain from toxic thoughts to thoughts that help your brain. Well, the word of God also has a program for that. It's called renewing our mind. 
aligned with the word of God. And so those beliefs that no longer serve us, that hold us back, maybe at one time we thought God wanted us sick. And so every sickness that came on us, we said, God, glorify yourself in this sickness. Then we grew up some and we started to read the word of God. And we saw that Jesus died, not just for my sins, but for my sickness. And it says to call on the elders of the church so they can anoint you with oil and the prayer of faith will save the sick (laughs) and the Lord will raise them up. Well, if God wants me sick, why would I pray? (laughs) Why would I pray? So we've got to know this and and know his word. So we let go of that belief because it no longer served us. It kept us sick. It kept us defeated. We thought God wanted us poor. I mean, my family, we grew up in a community living and uh, my dad and mom sold all our belongings and we came together and we lived with people that, you know, they were strangers at one time. We became family, but they thought we had to be poor to know Jesus, you know, to serve him well. But then we saw in Philippians that Jesus made himself poor so we could be made rich in every way every way. And then it says he gives us all things to enjoy. So I had to rewire my brain, my thinking concerning this. And so that is what we do when we order our conversation aright. We begin to uh, plan and order our conversation aright the way we talk, the way we think, because that's where our belief system is formed in what I say, what I hear, what I begin to think about. The more I think, the more I say it, the more I hear it, the more I believe it. And the more I believe it, that is what's going to drive what my actions are. And then the Lord can instruct me further in his salvation and show me the things that belong to me uh, because Jesus died. It's not just I'm going to heaven, but he wants me to live a satisfied life here on this earth, a full and abundant life here on this earth. And so, uh, I thank God that we can do that. We have the ability to do that and, and let go of beliefs that don't serve us anymore and hold on to the beliefs that do. Amen. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Donna. I know my granddaughter, you know, my, my daughter raises her to believe. And when I tell you, she believes not only in Santa and all the elves and everything. So the other day she was mad. She said, Mimi don't believe in Santa. She came home and told my husband. Cause I told her, I don't believe in it. Like you do, <laughs> uh, you know, kids believe in it differently. I don't want to be a part of that lie, you know? So when in a couple years, when she knows she doesn't say Mimi, you lied to me. <laughs> and at the same time, I'm not going to overstep what her parents are doing, you know, what her mom is doing. And so I'm just trying to be neutral and not feed into that. I'm like, that's for your house. <laughs> and she's like, you don't believe Santa brings me gifts. I'm like, you gifts me, me. I'm like, no, I don't. I, I don't believe that I'm older now, you know? So she's thinking you lost your Christmas spirit. It's, it's a fine line. We walk with our grandkids, <laughs> but, um, 
Yeah, the beliefs that don't serve us, we can let go of. Just as a child, it might take them a little bit, can let go of it, we can do the same. And we have the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And uh, our beliefs have bigger rewards and consequences than kids. If they don't believe in Santa, oh well, mom still gets them a gift and stuff, right? Dad still does. Uh, but as we get older, uh, our beliefs have rewards and consequences that are much deeper than that. Uh, if I believe God wants me sick, I'll always be sick. If I'm always sick, I can't fulfill the plan he has in my life. I can't help anybody else. I'm a burden to people, not a blessing to people. Because when I'm sick, everybody else has to cater to me. Everybody else has to, you know, change their way. Everybody else has to. So if I'm living whole and complete with nothing missing, nothing broken, the people around me can do the same. I'm a blessing to them. I'm not a burden to them. And that's no guilt and condemnation if that's how I'm living now. But that's how I know I can come up higher. Amen. God wants to instruct me further in his way of salvation. Like it says he'll do in Psalm 50 verse 23. Glory to God. Father, we thank you for this time together. And we thank you that your word, your word is the answer. Your word is the answer to everything that we are facing in our lives. Your word is the answer. It is the answer for today. It will always be relevant to our lives. It will always have the answer for today because your word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Our challenges may seem to change from day to day, but your word is relevant to every challenge we'll face yesterday, today and throughout eternity. And when we stand on the solid foundation, the solid ground of your word, it's a sure and fixed foundation, no matter what storm, no matter what comes our way, when we build our life, line upon line, precept upon precept of your word. When I build my life on your word, when the storms of life come and they will, I will be standing when all is said and done because my foundation is your word. And so we thank you for helping us to do that. Holy Spirit, you're the revealer of the word of God. You're the one that tells us what Jesus, the word has said, and you bring those words to our remembrance. And you're the one who shows us of things to come. You break open the word of God to us, which is light and revelation, and it illuminates every step that we take. We never have to take a step into darkness because we've been translated out of darkness into the kingdom of your dear son. And so every step we take is in the light. Every step we take is in the light. And the more word we have on it, the more revelation we have on it, the more light we have on our pathway. So every day, every day we purpose in our hearts to get into your word, to see what it says for today. We live on the revelation that we get every day that we spend with you. And as we take steps in the light, we walk in the light. We walk in the light. Hallelujah. We walk in the light. We are a part of light. Light is a part of us. Jesus, you said you're the light of the world. Hallelujah. And then you said, we're the light of the world. And so we take 
take the steps in light. We take the steps in light. And I thank you, Father God, that we don't just shine the light in our pathway, but the light shines for those around us. There's so much light, it can help light their pathway too. And so we thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Oh, so dobre stili brando robroste, di bradisteli grando robosita, nimbrastele reci ibrosoco de brande necheli. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for the light and the glory. We live in the light and in the glory. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, we thank you for your plans and your purposes. Ah, dusto. They're the things that make up our hopes and our dreams. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Lord. They establish our hopes and our dreams. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. We thank you, Father God, for your way. We thank you for your pathway. In your pathway, there is life. Hallelujah. In your pathway, there is light. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There's salvation. You further instruct us in your salvation. You're teaching us, Holy Spirit. Jesus said that you teach us. You'll teach us all things concerning the Father and his ways. And so we thank you that you're teaching us to align, to let our actions and our words align with his actions and his words because our hearts are connected. Our hearts are entwined. Our hearts are aligned to the word of God today in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, we thank you fully established in your word, fully established in your word today in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. We align our words with what you say. We align our actions with what you do. And we thank you, Father, that we see victory every time. Victory, victory, victory. Victory, victory, victory is ours. Hallelujah. Because we allow Jesus to lead us into victory. He's led us into victory. And so we take his victory today in every area of our lives. In every area of our lives, we declare that victory is mine. Say it with me. Victory is mine. Today, victory is mine because Jesus leads me into victory. Jesus leads me into victory. And then you can say healing is mine today. Healing is mine because Jesus has led me into healing. Remember, he took our sickness on the cross. He bore our sickness and carried our pain. And so he leads us into healing and he leads us into peace. So peace is mine. Peace is mine. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. He is the way, the truth, and the light. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, And then we have the spirit of truth, the spirit of truth. Hallelujah. And the spirit of grace on the inside of us. Hallelujah. We lean onto you. We lean into you and what, what your desires are for us, Father God. We lean into you right now. In the name of Jesus, we press into you. We draw close to you, not just with our lips, but with our hearts today. We lean into you with faith today. We have faith and great expectation in you. In you, we have faith. In you, we have faith because we have your faith working on the inside of us today. We put that faith to work today. We put that faith to work in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And we receive 
everything that you have laid aside for us today by faith in Jesus name, by faith in Jesus name. I plead the blood of Jesus over each and every one of you today from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. I declare that nothing is missing and nothing is broken in your lives and in the lives of your family members today in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And it's because of the love that the father has for you today. Receive the love that the father has for you today. And because he loves you, he heals you because he loves you. He gives you peace because he loves you (laughs) because he loves you. He shows you his salvation. He further instructs you in the ways of his salvation because he loves you because he loves you. Hallelujah. Because you love us. Hallelujah. Because you love us. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We yield to his love right now in Jesus name. We yield to his love right now in Jesus name. And we thank you for the way that you love us. We thank you for how you love us, Father God, in Jesus name, in Jesus name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Aren't you glad he loves us? He loves us so much. And because he loves us, he heals us. Because he loves us, he shows us and demonstrates his power in us and around us. Hallelujah. Because he loves us, he's given us the Holy Spirit. Because he loves us, he's empowered us and enabled us to walk uh, right and pleasing before him. Because he loves us, he's made a home in heaven for us. Because he loves us, he shed his blood for us. Because he loves us. Because he loves us, he fulfills every promise he's ever made to us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You're going to hear more of his love uh, from me this year, this in this next coming year, because the Lord has told me to really meditate on his love. Really meditate on his love for us, because it's not a performance. We don't get from God based on how we perform today. And we're not, uh, you know, trying to beg him and plead with him if you're in the right mood today, or if I do enough to please you, you'll do this for me. There's no scripture in the word of God that says that love has no strings attached, the higher level love. And so we've got to know and believe that it's not enough to just believe, Oh, I believe God loves me. Oh yes. I believe. But you got to know this and to know it when the word of God says, no, it says to know, to experience that, to experience that and not to just experience it once in a while to touch it once. And then, Oh, I'm not sure how I got there. No, but to be very skilled in the knowledge, to be skilled in knowing how much he loves me to where every day I walk in the full knowledge of his love. And so I walk in the full flow of his love. That means everything I need is taken care of because he loves me. He loves me. He loves me. And so, uh, no matter what he loves me and that doesn't mean I take advantage of his love because he's put his love in me and I love him back. (laughs) I love him back. And so, yeah, I have his grace, but his love in me enables me to live pleasing to him. And so I don't have strings attached either with my love. 
I don't have uh, conditions with my love either. I love him fully. That means I do what he tells me to do because that's what Jesus said. If you love me, you do what I tell you to do. And that's what love is. That's how I show my love for him. And so it works both ways. And it's a genuine love. Hallelujah. It's a genuine love. He withholds nothing from me and I withhold nothing from him. And we both do it willingly. And we both do it from a place of great love and appreciation. <laughs> we do it. We do it willingly. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's the kind of fellowship we share with one another. That's the kind of partnership we share with the Lord. That's the kind of love and closeness that we share with him. Amen. Glory to God. I'm not looking for a license to sin and do whatever I want to. And because, oh, you know, he has to love me. That's not even a thought in our mind. That is an undisciplined and unrenewed mind and an unbridled tongue. <laughs> and we don't have that. Amen. We have a renewed mind and a body that we present to the Lord every day because we love him and we honor him and he presents himself to us. He poured himself out in Jesus and then heaven poured itself out on this earth and he poured everything he is into us. Hallelujah. Woo, I'm getting excited. Hallelujah. All right. We got to stop. Glory to God. Glory to God. Everything you need today to live a life that honors and pleases God is already in you. Don't look for it to uh, manifest externally. Just, just uh, let that flow, flow from up inside of you and it will ex affect your external circumstances.